It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Cal. Yo. Cal. Very delayed reaction, Mo. Uh, I'm still bringing the bull. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <laughs> they sure are. That was a little delayed by Cal as well. There it is. This episode, Sons of Smoke, sponsored by Cigar Noise. Oh. Ho. No. <laughs> <laughs> Their new tagline right there. Ho, ho. Ho, ho. <laughs> uh, Cigar Noise is a, a hell of an app. Great website. Good people. Uh Download that app and check it out. It's got a bunch of good people on it. Um, If you know about cigars, they'd love to have you. If you don't know about cigars, they would love to teach you a thing or two. Boom. Well put, Kyle. That's awesome. That is really well done. That was off the cuff right there. Sounded a bit rehearsed, I'm not going to lie to you, but you Uh, pulled it off well. It's the bourbon. It's okay. (laughs) You know nothing on this show is rehearsed. No, I know. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who knows us. Uh, that's What's great. going on, guys? I missed you guys a whole past week. A whole week. Yeah. So so weird. We, we've been consistent now for a while. Yeah. Some might call us regular. Regular. Oh. at Sultan's Fiber. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the recent uh, mishap in the cigar industry yet? What happened? Recent mishap. I feel like half of the cigar industry well, is we a talked, recent mishap. We talked on the text about it. Can we discuss that yet? Not yet. Okay. Never mind. Maybe next week. Spoilers <laughs> for next week. Yeah. For next week. We do have some pretty good... We were, we were going to talk about something... This week, because I thought we were going to have Danny on. Now I don't remember what that topic was. Um, oh, that's okay. Yeah. But he's not on anyway, so we can wait another week. Yep. Cool. So one interesting thing about cigar shops is that... Who's frying something? <laughs> Taking a some. shower? No, that, that's water. That's water. <laughs> uh, no one's frying anything. <laughs> I was like, shit, you better give me some of that. Uh, yeah, who's, you, who's yeah, frying? <laughs> Damn right. Uh, speaking of uh, me yeah. trying to steal your shit, the topic I was actually going to talk about is there's always this one guy in the cigar shop that's trying to mooch stuff from you, right? He's trying to... The moocher. Uh, so, so the question I have is, what's the appropriate amount of, like, mooching or weaseling for free stuff? Mm-hmm. And, like, what's the line between being, like, kind of a weasel and being a mooch, right? So, um, first, you know, Kyle, obviously it's your topic, too. You were going to bring it up, but also I want to say thank you to, to Sam Turner, a.k.a. G. Fizzle, out in Philly yeah. for, for the topic suggestion. Yeah. Um, want to smoke Manny Young's uh, finest and... I want to say the first, he was the first customer I ever met at Smoke Young, and I sat down and had a cigar with him. Um, that well, that's, is, a, that's a relationship that's paid off, because he's thrown a bunch of topics on here. and he's like, He really oh, has. He, he's a great dude. guy. He really is. He's a phenomenal guy, and one of the funniest guys I've met in the two years that I've been on the road. So, um, the mooch. And, and it's, in, it's in every shop. Um, across the u.s no doubt every shop has one just like every shop has certain personalities and i think it and i think in sam's point he was more referring to somebody from an alcohol perspective like yeah, if you yeah. bring a bottle then this guy is like always like walking over with like a you know an empty cup right kind of like oh man let me let me get some of that <laughs> fill her I up think that's what he was referring <laughs> to what's that fill her up Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, what do you got there? Now, I don't know much about alcohol, if anything, really. So you guys are going to be well better versed to talk about this. But why don't why don't you go through like some of like the higher end stuff that you might bring to the cigar shop, or like stuff that you would share? Not, that, but you guys are too generous to really have this conversation. But you almost have to so, have it with an asshole. Well, I I think the the simple solution to this is 
if you want to mooch, that's fine. But be prepared to like reimburse him for something. Hey man, I've been looking for that cigar everywhere. Let me give you, you know, what are you looking for? So you're not really a mooch. You're, and maybe they'll still give it to you for free. Or maybe they'll give yeah. you that glass of bourbon for free or whatever. But dude, I'll give right. you 20 bucks for a glass of that. I don't know what, but you know what I'm saying. Be prepared to not mooch. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think reciprocity really goes a long way, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you don't do nice stuff for people because you expect something back, but at the same time, you can't let people take advantage of your of your generosity either. Yeah, you can't right? like if somebody's there every week taking from somebody else, but never they're never the one to bring the bottle, in, right? They're never the one to share the cigar. That's when it becomes the problem, right? Absolutely. And you got to call that guy out and just be like, dude, when are you going to bring one? Yeah. Right. Yep. Is yeah, it isn't your turn this week? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's, it's insane to me that people think that they could just continually mooch off of others. It's like, you know, come on, man. Well, so just... I would I would disagree with you a little bit there because I think okay. you can you can actually mooch off most cigar people pretty successfully. The problem uh, yeah, comes in agree. when you mooch off the same people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> right, that's you got to be smart point. enough to to grab some other poor bastard who doesn't know you yet. Which goes to the one guy right that uh, everybody else in the shop stays away from, and he's always looking for that new uh, new same victim. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the same guy. Probably is. Oh man. Yeah. That's so do you that's guys? A, that's a good topic. Do you guys give stuff to people who are kind of mooching around? Do you do you share with those guys? I don't. N- no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, there's like those people are poor. No. <laughs> Obviously, no one's mooching alcohol off of me, so it's a little bit different. I really can't relate. Um, people, I don't think are as I don't know if the right word here uh, to verbalize it or make it a verb is uh, moochie on cigars, in my experience. Um, but but you got to have people trying to get free cigars out of you at events and stuff, right? No, no. Okay. When it comes to... All right. So I'm talking as a consumer, right? When I would just go to the cigar shop and hang out. No, I didn't really face a lot of mooching. No. As patina... Oh, all the time. All the time. Oh man, look, I, I bought, I bought a couple of your cigars. Hey man, can I get one of those hats? Or, uh, oh man, I bought a couple of cigars. Can I get one of those shirts? Yeah. Or like, you know, my... oh man, I bought, I bought some of your cigars. Can I get, you know, can I grab a few? You know, they didn't have this size. Do you have any of those? You know, stuff yeah. like that. I could go for you one can't of those. Fault somebody for asking though. I could go for one of those hats. No. No, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, Danny would tell you the same thing. You know, there's nothing wrong with it, but um, I wouldn't. How do I put this? Um, if you're going to if you're going to support somebody, support them because you want to support them. And these are mostly people that I'm talking. The people I'm talking about are not what I would say, like regular customers at different shops throughout the country. I'm talking about people that are like close to me and actually know me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I put it in a different category. Because it's like, guys, you've seen this whole process. You know what I mean? Like, if you're supporting me because you want me to give you stuff, come on, man. (laughs) If you you know me, you know I ain't got none of that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's like, dude, I don't know if you 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 had a chance to watch the Cigar Authority thing, but... You know, it's like Garofalo was saying, he's like, man, it's, it's got to be a step back for you. Dude, you go from being a professional to starting your own business. There's going to be, there's some major cuts here. You know, there's yeah. some like budget cuts, right? So yeah. it's, um, it's just a different thing. And uh, so, yeah, the, the cigars are not free. What? Unless you're Danny. They are cheap. Unless you're Danny. <laughs> That's right. But I... I have no no trouble sending people that support me shirts or uh, stuff like that. I can't send cigars, but yeah, man, like there are some guys like on Instagram 
Like, yeah, man, I've sent them stuff, absolutely. Because they they rep the brand from their hearts, you know what I mean? Like, that's the type of guy I want to give stuff to. That's not mooching. That's like, I'm. they never asked for anything. I'm like, dude, let me send you this. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Let, it come, let it come from the person, you know? So if you're listening and hoping to be a successful moocher, just make it look like you're not mooching. It should be your takeaway <laughs> right now. There you go. Yep. The, the fake mooch. That's the way to do I mean, it. I mean, there's, there's a few guys on Instagram I need to send shirts to still, man, that, like, just support the fuck out of Pequino. Like, those guys deserve the world, you know? Yeah. I appreciate that. So... It's legit. It's intention, man, too. I think that's a big one. Yeah, Yeah, you can tell, at least on social media, usually in shops, too. A little harder in shops sometimes. Mm -hmm. You can usually tell who's, like, real about things and who's just trying to get free stuff or trying to, like, rep something that's cool or get, like, credibility or any of that kind of stuff. Right. You can tell the difference. Right. The mooch. The mooch. <laughs> so Drew, you're not you're not about the mooches. No, that's I, I don't know. That's not the cigar industry. It's it's all about the reach around cow. You should know. That's true. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just curious. <laughs> that that's bad for the industry. There's mooches out there. Don't be one of them. So. Um, we wanted to touch on, uh, there was another really good question that we had. Um, and this one came from, uh, Andre Diaz, our buddy in Sweden. Yeah. And, um, he had said something about why do people in the U S put stock in cigar aficionado? But not cigar. I think CJ is Cigar Journal. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Um, And which is a very, you know, very interesting question. And I think that your, I don't know, man, how how would you guys tackle this question? Or how, yeah, how would you answer this? I think just Cigar Aficionado is bigger probably, aren't they? Yeah, I would say I would say that Cigar Aficionado was early, right? So they captured a large market share and they have other areas of interest that are that overlap, right? That mm-hmm. they put in there. It's like a lifestyle magazine. So they try to bring it off as like a different thing. It's not just cigars. But they're overall like b- between those two things, between you know making themselves the experts early and having a large reach. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a large market share that nobody else has been able to tap into so far. So they right. just define everything, even when they're wrong, I think, a, a lot. It's Playboy, yeah. Playboy for uh, cigars. Right, exactly the same thing. That's a very, that's a very good analogy. That's a good one. Yeah, I think, I think you guys are definitely onto something. I think one of the ones you um, that may have been left out, too, is um, Cigar and Spirits magazine, which is kind of like, a lesser known version of cigar aficionado, I would say, but kind of approaches things in a similar manner. But also I think they focus a little bit on alcohol too. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, cigar press is, um, another one, but, uh, you know, he, you know, Thor does a nice job, but, uh, again, that it's probably just not as widely known as mm-hmm. cigar aficionado. And in terms of customer, no, the other part of the question was, okay, so you use the word trust, right? And so if we're going to use that, I don't really think that the majority of consumers necessarily trust ratings, right? But it gives them an idea of like, okay, well, if I see this cigar has, you know, a 90 plus or whatever in four different publications, it's probably worth trying, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that goes a long way. Yeah. So if you see a consistency in ratings, but um, in terms of affecting consumer choices, the only thing that I've consistently seen is this. The top three in Cigar Aficionado in a given year. 
those are the only three cigars that I see that are are sought after by retailers and to a lesser extent consumers because retailers, man, as soon as that top three comes out, they're on the phone with mm-hmm. their reps and they're making sure that they have that cigar in that size on their shelf. Mm-hmm. But other, no other magazine or publication, in my opinion, has that kind of sway over consumer choices. Not Half Wheel, not Cigar and Spirits, not Cigar Drill, none of them. Yeah, nothing. Nothing compares to the the volume of, like, if you could take number one in literally everything else besides Cigar Aficionado, right? Mm-hmm. Literally everything. Or number one in Cigar Aficionado for your brand. You yep. would pick the Cigar Aficionado number one. Every yep. time. Yep. And that doesn't mean that they're better. It just means that they're the ones that are bigger. Yep. And they're going to keep being bigger because once you're big, you know, you got the money for the marketing, you can get it out there. And Cigar Aficionado is like, um, I mean, maybe this is the wrong word to use, but it's like the cliche source. for. So, like, if you're not really involved in the cigar industry or you're not, like, a super big cigar smoker, what do you always write? It's like the guy who always says, oh, is that a Cuban cigar? Who doesn't really know cigars? Mm-hmm. Same thing. That's Cigar Aficionado for people. It's just, it goes beyond the cigar industry. Cigar Aficionado is known, like, throughout if that makes sense. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think Cigar Journal just doesn't have that same penetration here. Yeah. Um, but if I were to pick which one I trust more personally, I would pick Cigar Journal over Cigar Aficionado. Cool. But, but that's not me. It's like the nerdier you are into cigars, the less you trust Cigar Aficionado for the most part. <laughs> that's what I usually see. <laughs> Yeah, there's some truth to that, for sure. And then, let me ask you this. As you get more into cigars, does it become almost cliche to distrust Cigar Aficionado? Almost like... Yeah, you're not cool if you you, you think Cigar Aficionado is right. Yeah, it's a good point, right? Yeah. It's correct. Yep, Yep. for sure. But it's funny, because you can get into some of these reviews and understand the reviewers and all that fun stuff. Um, I was smoking a cigar the other day at a lounge, um, and somebody bought bought me a blind cigar. They said, smoke this and tell me what you think. Okay, sure, I can do that. Um, so I did, and he was like, okay, well, Half Wheel reviewed it. Okay, cool. If if Brooks reviewed it, he gave it this. If Charlie reviewed it, he gave it mm-hmm. that. And that was pretty darn close. Um, so it's not, it's not hard to figure this stuff out. All right. That was that was a good one, man. That's a that's a very good question. Now his second one was, what are our favorite cigar box and band? Just the looks and feels on the last two. So that's interesting. Uh, I I could see a, a cigar band the way it feels in your hand. I could see that affecting your enjoyment of it or your coolness factor. I can get that. Um, what you that's a good question. I don't know. What do you guys' favorite box band? You know, my father's puts out some really cool boxes. That's true. Didn't pop to mind, but you're right. I I dig yes. those. Yeah, their limited edition stuff is always real intricate and nice. Yeah. Um, band wise, I've always really liked the look of the uh, the Liga series, Drew Estate. Really? Yeah. That sort of handwritten style on there? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And the crowd went silent. (laughs) No, it's just an interesting choice. There's a lot of people that really like that style. Yeah. Well, and I just like the... uh, uh, That that lighter color band on on the cigars, on the darker cigars like that. Yeah, it does have, like, super contrast. You're right about that for sure. I think for me, my favorite band is probably Cohiba. It's iconic. Yeah, just just, you know, amazing. Um, My favorite like boxes. My father's definitely up there for their limited edition stuff. 
no doubt about it. I always think the Tatawahi Monster series are very unique and cool. Um, you know, if you're into that. Um, but if we're talking like just a regular, normal, I guess those aren't normal productions. The, year, the, the box that the Year of the Monkey came in was really cool. They always yeah. do a good job with those Zodiac ones. Yeah, that was a really cool box. Um, it was almost like a bamboo type thing. And then there's like um, like a weird shape that just kind of sits like on, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a really cool box. Um, I mean, I got to go with the, the classic uh, Opus X. No. Super neat looking. I got the 20-year box. I got a couple of those that are just beautiful. I think that one's like one of my favorite boxes that ever came out. Mm-hmm. So those are pretty awesome. Yeah, those were nice. I remember when we got them in the shop. So those are tough to beat. Um, I like the the really old. This is probably less about the band and more about how much I like it, though, which is probably not the question. I like the old uh, La Flor Dominicana bands with the flowers on them. I yeah. thought those were just yeah. cool and like nostalgic. Yeah, those were cool. I like a good jar, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Those are cool. Like your old Byron jars and your oh, Cuban yeah. jars that I've only forgot seen. about those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Byron jars are gorgeous, man. And they double as a humidor, too. Yeah. Those are awesome. So it's tough to beat a jar for packaging, I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to be Now, he did ask what our favorite cigar is. And, and you know, we, we've kind of talked about that as well, but. I think that's an ever-changing thing, isn't it, almost? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. All-time favorite? Is your all-time favorite always changing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mine I don't know is. that I could name one. I could say the cigar that would be right for me right now is whatever, right? right? But that's that changes based on but you what don't, I've eaten. Well, yeah, yeah. All that. But you don't have one you always go back to? How no. long you been smoking, Cal? Cigars. What have I been smoking? How how long? How long? Uh, 14, 15 years. Hmm. Okay. Just curious. Mo and yeah, yours. I mean, there are some that are consistent, but there's nothing that I go to like every day. Well, no, 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 not a not an all an everyday go to, but a favorite, like an all time favorite. That's a. Aged Opus is probably the closest for me. Well, yeah, you can't go wrong there. <laughs> you you just got a bunch. You just got a whole bunch of them. <laughs> That's true. I sound like this giant Fuente heart right now, which is true. I mean, that's what I would always go back to. I mean, I I like all kinds of all kinds of different cigars, but man, old old trusty. Yeah, can't go wrong. But man, that Atabay that I just had recently, that's got me questioning it, right? Yeah. It's so friggin' good. That's a great cigar. What kind of price point? It's like 30 bucks. Yeah, so for you guys, about the same as Opus. <laughs> hmm. Mo, you didn't have anything? Not on all time? Uh, all time, man, no. I, I think that's that's really tough. What is it I currently? Mean, currently, my favorite cigar. Like other than like, other than patina, you can't, you can't pick patina. <laughs> that's not allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you can't say Romacraft either. Man, no, it's got. It's, I mean, you can say Romacraft, <laughs> and you'd be happy. <laughs> right now, there's no cigar that I get more enjoyment out of smoking. Than a Cohiba Robusto. Nice. Right now. That's legit. How, yeah, how no, old no do you about. like your Cohibas? Well, I've had some that were as old as 2001, which are completely tasteless. No, sorry, that was a Siglo. My bad. That was a Siglo. And that was tasteless. That had no uh, no taste left. I smoked that last summer. Um, so we're going to take that up. Robusto, the oldest I had, I think, was 20... 14 or 15, I don't remember because my buddy got them 
uh, uh, we split a box off of a, a Facebook group. Uh, oh, geez. So, uh, um, so, so that was lawn trimmings from a cousin in the factory. No, <laughs> man, these were, I'm telling you, dude. And I told him before we bought, we split the box. I said, man, I'm really worried about this. Like, you know, we're going to split a box and five of them are going to smoke and the rest aren't. And, yeah. and man, they have all been absolutely flawless. Um, and I still have a couple left. And then the ones I have right now are from 2017, December of 2017. Oh, nice. Get some time so, on those guys. Yeah. So the nice, you know, the nice thing is they age well. You know, the, the always, and, and Drew, I think you just picked up a box of something or another. Yeah. Um, was it, the, are those the short Churchills or wide Churchills? Yeah, Romeo? shorts. Yeah, those are great cigars. Um, but, you know, it, it, there's always that concern of, like, well, how much of this box am I going to actually be able to smoke, you know? Yeah. Well, and I've got a buddy I've been splitting them with now, too, that helps out. So it's like, me, eh, okay, I could, I could split a box, 10. Yeah. I mean, five cigars, that's not bad. That's, that's a normal visit to the shop. <laughs> That's true. It's amazing the slack that we cut, like Cuban cigars and stuff. Yeah, I mean, they have major quality issues more frequently than I would anticipate. Right. I haven't had many issues. I run into some draw problems every now and then. Yeah, that's That's about the biggest. Yeah, they usually get, like, plugged in tight. Yeah. Yep. Common. Not not too bad. Yeah. Maybe one out of eight. <laughs> Ten. But that's like that's, kind of unacceptable. That is pretty, yeah. Yeah. Imagine if, imagine if that was your experience with like a Nicaraguan brand or Dominican brand. You'd be you'd be online talking about how shitty they are and you know whatever and um there's just a different set of rules I feel like for for the Cuban stuff, right? Yeah, well, it's got a flavor profile that you just don't get anywhere else. That's true. So, something to be said for it. Absolutely. All right, so I got a question for you guys. Boom. Would you Would you rather smoke a Gurkha, like the Gurkha cigar, and have nobody know about it, or not smoke a Gurkha cigar and have everyone think you did? <laughs> <laughs> what? Say that again? I guess I'd okay, smoke so the Gurkha. Would you rather smoke a Gurkha and have nobody else know about it? Nobody finds out that you did this dumb thing. Or would you rather <laughs> not smoke a Gurkha and have everyone think that you did it? Hmm. I still have not had a Gurkha, so I would just smoke the Gurkha. See, you only say that because you haven't smoked a gherkin. Right. Well, that's true. I've had some shitty cigars, though, so it can't be that bad. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I, I, the, the one gherkin that I thought wasn't bad was the 15-year, the white band. That was, that was a pretty solid Yeah, do, do you get to pick which gherkin it is? <laughs> no, it's got to be one of the crappy ones. One of the crappy. <laughs> it's like 90% of the gherkins. Yeah. I remember, man, I was at Classic Cigar in Tulsa, Oklahoma when I lived there. And and, um, and this was really before I got, you know, like I used to just smoke cigars once in a while, whatever, you know. And then when I moved down there, I started smoking, you know, three, four times a week. And it was different. Um, and I'll never forget, they, they recommended this Gurkha Ghost to me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my palate was still, you know, pretty un... You know, I mean, it was pretty virgin at the time, right? I mean, like, I really hadn't, you know, I'd smoked Fuente, and I'd smoked, you know, a couple of my father's cigars and some LFDs, but I really didn't veer too much off of those, right? Yeah. And um, and then Drew and I would smoke those Ashtons once in a while, but the VSGs, but... Mm-hmm. That's a good they, smoke. Yeah, but they gave me a Gurkha Ghost to try, and even then I was just like, this is just not a good cigar, even back then, you know what I mean? So it's not like I'm saying that now, you know, years later into this. It just, I never really cared for him, if that makes sense. That's fair. So your answer is that you would rather smoke it and also have everyone know about it because that's what just happened. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever, dude. you got to burn to learn, right? As uh, Dave true. says, 
the creator mm-hmm. of Cigar Noise. Burn to learn. Head on over to the Cigar Noise app <laughs> to burn and learn. I remember. Really is a great, great group of guys that are on there. And speaking of one of those guys, he had a question for us. Cigar analogies, affectionately known to us as Dom, um, the shirtless uh, cigar reviewer, bases his rating system on chickens. Um, he says... Is it kosher to smoke a stogie while taking a fat dump? Yes. I think That's it's probably kosher. probably better if you do. Okay. Because 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 if it stinks, at least your smoke will cover it up. Mm. Everybody okay. else won't have to smell your ass. Good perspective. <laughs> I would argue that there's literally nothing more satisfying in this lifetime. So enjoy it. I can't say I've ever done that. But now I want to no, try. I'm not either. <laughs> You've never been in a shop and done that? No, I was uh, leave my cigar. <laughs> I've taken I've taken a piss while smoking a cigar, but I don't think I've ever taken a dump while smoking one. Oh man. Missing out, huh? If you? Yeah. Of course. Of course. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Duh. <Sorry>. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I've been in a cigar shop. Uh, so, yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, sure, why not? I would encourage yeah. it. I never have, but that sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> totally enjoyable. I mean, you should be careful where you are, right? Like, not on the floor of a school building or something, <laughs> but... <laughs> but if it's a fine place, go for it. <laughs> there you have it. Drop trowel and let it rip. Cow approved. Yeah, like not in the middle of the lounge, please. That's <laughs> gets kicked out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have uh, I've resisted watching Game of Thrones so far this season because I really just wanted to watch them all together. You know, it is harder to avoid finding out what is going on than it is to find out why the Dow Industrial Average dropped <laughs> 600 points today. I mean, it's just, like, crazy the amount of people that are just, like, so entrenched in this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say there's a show that, that has recently caught my attention. It's called Barry on HBO. Like, and like a berry you would eat, or like a berry like the name? No, like Barry Bonds, you know what I mean? Okay, like sure. Like that berry. Sure. Yeah. And um, it, at first I was watching, I'm kind of like, what the fuck is this? And then it's like, there's a couple characters in there that really just set this show on fire. And it's just, it's absolutely hilarious. And so if anyone's looking for something new to pick up, you know, Game of Thrones is ending, you know? If uh, you want a good laugh, that's a, that's a show I'd recommend. So... So are, when are you going to start watching Game of Thrones? The, um, like, like this week, since, since the finale is this Sunday? Is it? Is that the final this Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's almost done. Yeah, yeah that's when I'll watch it. So you could actually start, start, like, tomorrow. Yeah. And watch an episode for the next five days, and then, boom, Sunday. There's only right. six episodes in the final season? That's it, man. Yeah. Really? There's a couple that how are like we, an hour and a half. How do we know more about this than you? And we don't watch TV. That's about the, that's about the only show I do watch. Nice. <laughs> is it worth is it worth the wait, Drew? No. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says this season sucks. This last oh, episode, this last episode made me very happy though, and I'm not going to spoil it, but it was good. Okay, there you go. There it is. Cool. Um, so, super random topic. Totally jumping ship with no with no particular transition. <laughs> so I went to... <laughs> Sounds I like went a to, There you go. Uh, I went to an event this last week where Steve Saka was there, mm-hmm. which was super cool. I got to hang out with him a little bit. Um, and somebody was asking him like why there's so much like bullshit and misinformation in cigars because he was just mm-hmm. sharing knowledge left and right like that guy does everything right and he gave a number of reasons right this is not the only one but one of the things that he said was that 
consumers expect that people who work in cigars are like experts and they know all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that work in cigars that are not experts, right? Or Mm -hmm. that know a decent amount, right? They know Mm -hmm. something, Mm -hmm. Um, but really they're salespeople or marketers, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is most of the industry, let's be fair. Yeah. Um, And that he thought that was one of the reasons that there were, there was a lot of bullshit out there. I thought that was pretty interesting. I don't know. Do you guys have thoughts on that? I've never thought about it, but that makes sense. Was he talking about, like, who is he referring, like, the bullshit misinformation, where, where are you saying that that comes from, or where is he saying that that comes from? So, I mean, it's a lot of sources, right? But one of the things he said was that it comes from, like, either retailers or manufacturers who spew something because like mm-hmm. let's say that i'm the consumer and you're the you're the manufacturer mm-hmm. right which right. is like actually the actual relationship right um, so i say yeah. hey dude why is the lancero really good and you mm-hmm. say oh man it's all about that ratio of the wrapper mm-hmm. tasting most right. of the thing right and that's an obvious stupid bullshit answer and you're clearly right. not an expert if you say that um so and it's what they the use when that, they originally blend their Cigars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so like, the fact that I expect you to know that answer, it's interesting because he actually kind of thought that the consumer, from from my understanding, was kind of the problem there, right? Because I would expect that the manufacturer or the retailer always knows. Mm. Yeah. But they don't. No. No. I mean, dude, even, like, I mean, I don't ever pretend to be, I know for me, I don't ever pretend to be some tobacco expert. I mean. Sure. I just know what I like and had an opportunity to work with tobacco and come out with something, you know, and then it's on me to try to sell it and, and bring that, that profile or that whatever to other people and share it with them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and there are some guys that are more into the tobacco and there are some guys that are less into the tobacco. And then there are some guys like he said, that are just marketers. Right. I mean, they're, you know, they, they'll, they'll go down to the factory, just take a blend off the shelf, put a band on it, and try to sell it. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there, there, there's all kinds, right? Yep. Yep. Um, you know, and, and is someone like me going to know as much as someone like Steve Sacco has been in the industry for however many years and, you know, whatever? No, I'm not. Nor would I pretend to be or to know that much, right? Um, I think that's a difference, though, because you've got that humility to say that. Right. And I think if people have that humility to be like, maybe shit, I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's find out from somebody who knows. Like, right. That goes a long way. Yeah. I mean, all I'm going to know is what people have taught me. Right. And, you know, what I've experienced myself, which being two years into this is not that much. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, sure. you know, I never pretend to be a, um, a tobacco expert or anything like that, but I, I do know what works and what doesn't. I could tell you that much. Um, yeah. In my, but that's my opinion, right? Sure. Well, oh, his other point different. was that, you know, if, if the cigar is good, then somebody somewhere along the line knew what they were doing. And it doesn't right. really matter if the guy selling you the cigar knows anything about it at that point. Oh, well, see, that's where I, I get what he's saying, but I would also say that it goes a long way in establishing credibility when you've actually worked on your blends and, and been a part of that process versus not being able to talk about them. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think that's where you it know. comes back to the consumer expectation, right? Like, right. Do I expect that you should have to build that credibility, or do I just expect that you're selling me a good cigar and I'm happy about it? Right, right. Which is an interesting thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, there are some guys out there, like even consumer level, like these like guys that get really into tobacco, and they go and they buy their own tobacco and roll their own stuff, and they know all this stuff, and... Hey man, that's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. that's great. God bless. Hell yeah. But who used you know, to, the, rea- the reality used to of do building that? a brand is not just knowing tobacco. It's understanding what you're going for and being able to introduce it in a way that makes people want to enjoy it. Right. Yeah. I would argue it's more that than having a good blend. hundred percent. The blend itself or the cigar itself is such a small part of it. I mean, it's got to be you're, good, but that's it, right? That's it. Yep, it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be good. This rounds back entirely to our cigar aficionado conversation, but right. 
It's got to hit a threshold of good. Yep. And that's it. Who uh, Who's the one that used to buy, uh, like, Broadleaf and stuff and rewrap their cigars and whatnot? No, that was Abe. Yeah, 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 B. Yeah, it's a B. It's a B. <laughs> yeah, we had him on the podcast a couple times. Yeah? Yeah. There was a question um, that we had for this week for Danny, uh, if he was going to be on. Um, somebody would ask about what it was like to go through the tobacco school at Nika Sueño. Um, he had mentioned with Skip, and I think maybe Skip has some part in it, but it's mostly, I believe, with uh, with Esteban, right? Is what Dan- who Danny spent most of his time with? Um, I'm not sure who you're I'm asking not... at this point. No, okay. I think so, guys. but I I that's what Danny said. We'll I have thought. to ask him next week. That's probably true. Yeah, I thought it was mostly with Esteban, but... You know, either way, um, that'll be interesting to hear Danny kind of talk about that. Um, but I, you know, just I think I think he's right, man. Overall, I think he's got a point in that for sure. Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting point that I hadn't really thought too much about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, unless you own your own factory, man, it's tough to really know every single thing that goes into your cigar, unless you're the master blender, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are guys like Dion that literally know which farms his, his tobacco comes from that he uses. Right. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's not common, you know, even for some of these other guys, you know, mm-hmm. well, and then you hit a bad crop year, right? And right. All of a sudden that goes to hell too. Right. So it's an adventure. Drew, what you got for deep thoughts this week, man? So... A little something for you guys to think about and whoever's been listening. Down here, I say down here, we had some visitors in this last week from uh, northern Missouri, and they did it too. Listen over the next week and see if you hear for the, uh, can find the sound, but people say the phrase, there you go, mm-hmm. way too often. Okay. And now that I've said this, I hope that it ruins your life. (laughs) 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 Just like it's done it to me. (laughs) People say it all the freaking time. There you go. They say, there you go. There you go. There you go. Hey, man, I I got some gas after work. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically like I got nothing else to add to this conversation. There you go. Uh, I have no idea why, but I've noticed this over the last uh, month or two, and uh, it's freaking annoying, but everybody does it. <laughs> now, one thing I'd be curious about from our listeners is, uh, is this a regional thing, right? Uh, that's what I want to know. Is it, Do you guys have that up there? Do you guys notice it? Will you guys notice it this week and let me know next week? There you go. There you That's go. Some smarter to, to check out. I hear it every so often, but I don't think I hear it a lot. Um, second kind of question, I guess I've got is, um, I think we've talked in the past about it, but what do you guys do with your bands after you've I've, after you smoke a cigar? You guys keep them? Do you make them into something? Do you chunk them in a box or bag or? Yeah, I put them in a the jar, thinking I'm going to do something with them, but knowing deep down that I'm a lazy fuck and I'm not going to do anything with them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I toss mine. Do you? Unless it... Sorry? Yeah, you do? Yeah, unless it's a, a significant moment, then, I, then I'll then i save them and, and write something on the back, like oh. a date and what it was. Roughly how many of those do you have? No, nah, man, a handful. Yeah. I haven't really accomplished much. I mean, a handful <laughs> of bands. A lot of bands. Uh, I mean, like one for each finger type of handful. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. An actual handful. Yeah, that's a, that's a <laughs> lot of fucking bands. I was just curious. I've got them all over the friggin' place, and I don't know what to do with them. But then I hate to throw them away at the same time. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. <laughs> if we have a listener who is into projects with bands, they can uh, reach out to us. and. I've seen people out. make some like cool tables and stuff with them, but... Yeah, dude, I don't want to. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Tables or ashtrays or yeah, 
whatever. Yeah. I I literally have a million bands sitting around here too. Yeah, didn't uh, run to smoke, Sean. He he had a nice little band project, and then uh, Brad Cigar LCCJ. He had a cool band project that he did. Yeah, I think his wife did that for him. Was it his wife? Okay, I think so. I want to hear how his humidor is going too. Didn't he build one in his house? Wasn't that Brad? Mm, not that I, know. I don't recall that. Who? But I drink a lot of bourbon no. when we have podcasts, so I don't. Really Kyle, know. speaking of, how's your how's your <laughs> wine the door or whatever cool the door or whatever it is that you got? The humidor stand. Yeah, cabinet. Yeah, cabinet. Cabinet door. We're what Slowly three months it. three months into it. Probably a little more than that. Is yeah. it full? Okay. No, it's not full. No. Mm-hmm. No, it's going to hold a lot more boxes than I have in it right now, nice. which is the goal. If I fill this thing, I have to stop buying cigars. <laughs> gonna smoke? It holds like 3,500 cigars. Dang. And at the rate that I smoke cigars, that's like my entire life. So <laughs> <laughs> that seems unnecessary to go more than that. But I, I, I have switched to buying more boxes than singles. Yeah. So we're getting there. I uh, I did want to mention something we talked about last week was the Milanio V, and um, I think it was El Dandy Cubano had said that one of the cigars he finds similar to that, or in that same palette range or whatever you want to call it, yeah. was the uh, Mi Amor de Cuba, by which is Ashton but blended by Don Pepin. Um, he said that uh, that would be something that he would consider a. Close I guess. match. Yeah, close match to if somebody liked the Milanio and was looking for something else. Um, I'll have to pick one up and take it to the father-in-law. I like uh, that cigar better than the Milanio. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> I did want to give a shout-out to uh, Phoenix Native 1977, Justin. Great guy out in Phoenix. Uh, go, yeah, go, goes to uh, Embargo Cigar <laughs> Lounge, which is a, is a really cool lounge out there. So I just wanted to say thank you for all the support. He uh, listens to the podcast, supports routine, all that good stuff. Cool dude. Very cool. Um, but yeah, man. I don't know. So that's, that's the Mo Reach Around section? And that's the Mo Reach Around section. Nice. We need Mo Reach Arounds around here. <laughs> Deep throats with Mo. There you go. So that actually brings me to a question that we can spend like a minute on. <laughs> Speaking of deep things. And deep things. How deep can a pan be before it becomes a pot? There's probably a measurement for that, huh? Is there? I don't know. Is that how it works? If it's over, uh, I don't know, certain length, it's, a bit, it's now a pot. Well, what would you guess? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I've never measured Four my inches, uh, five inches. I don't know. My pans or pots. Pots are significantly uh, taller, though. I mean, like you're talking like yeah, a two-inch pan yeah, yeah. to like a six-inch pot. But like a five and a half inches is that a pot or a pan? That's got to be a pot. Well, how wide? Well, no, I don't know. I was gonna say how <laughs> wide is it, but I don't think that matters. There's big old round, wide pots too. Five inch, five and a half is is a is a pot. <laughs> All right. What about five? I think anything over two. Over two inches deep. Yeah, it becomes a pot. Mo, do you have a, a dog in this fight? <laughs> no, I don't know. What to say. Is is there an actual <laughs> definition? Do we know? I don't know. You just got the question. I, I just got the question. Let's let's see what the, let's see what the answer is there. Oh, apparently the, the the difference between pots and pans is usually that pots have two handles, right? One on either side, and pans have the one, one long handle. Yep. But if, I see this. But if you had but if you had a really deep pan, that wouldn't be a pot. But a a deep pan with, with just one handle? Yeah. <laughs> Like, if I just put that together, 
don't know. I don't know either. There doesn't look like there's a definite answer. I, I think some of my yeah. pots only have one handle. I think all of mine do. Some of your pans only have one. <laughs> the pots do too. No, they're not pots. Well, it, but it said they normally have two handles. But if it's a pot with a with the one handle, then it's a pan. Yeah. Then I, then all I've got is pans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have any pots. There you have it. There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I feel like we need one more plug for Romacraft before we go. We barely did any. Yeah, it just doesn't sound, doesn't feel right. Roma they put out a new cigar, right? The Don Bosco or whatever. Oh, for that shop in. Uh... Danny's not here to to tell us. Mostly a Candela wrapper with it's like the reverse Black Irish. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. I don't think that's the one that uh, the Blackworks did first, right? <laughs> <laughs> Throwing that shade. <laughs> cool over here in the shade. That's Moo Cow Rich on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just lost my cow magnet. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. It wasn't happening. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gents. Well, we calling it quits. That's all I got. That's all I got. It was a solid effort. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Well, That's we'll do way less than the hour we talked though. <laughs> we'll do it again next <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. <clears throat> Gentlemen. Thank you guys. Have a good one. You too. See you guys. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. <laughs>